You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. You just finished your eighth album. You've been playing to arena audiences and touring for years now. This new album has a few hits on it, including one, Another One Bites the Dust, that's going to take over the entire planet. You're about to head out on the road again. You get a phone call. How would you like to do the soundtrack to a science fiction movie? You've never done that before, which is exactly why you say yes. And that, dear listener, is how Queen signed on for the Flash Gordon soundtrack. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for December 8th. And today we take a look at Queen's first soundtrack album, Flash Gordon. Who are the Queens? That was Dino De Laurentiis' question when they were pitched to provide the soundtrack for his answer to Star Wars. That's what De Laurentiis thought he was creating with Flash Gordon. He hadn't read the script. He didn't know what the story was about. He genuinely thought he was creating something that would take off like Star Wars had a couple of years earlier. Director Mike Hodges had the idea of using Queen, but it's not known how he came up with the idea. They hadn't written for movies at that point, though they would again. But Flash Gordon was over the top in every way, and Queen could do bombast like no other band. Brian May's guitar sound was iconic and instantly recognizable. There was no way Queen's involvement could fail to boost the movie, and that may have been all the consideration Hodges needed. In an interview, May said they were intrigued because it wasn't just an offer to provide songs to a movie, but to score the whole thing. May claimed no rock band had done that at that point, though he was mistaken. Pink Floyd, Isaac Hayes, Bob Dylan, and quite a few others had written movie scores by that time. That didn't matter, though. As May said for the first time, they were writing to a discipline and weren't their own boss. It provided a unique challenge for the band. It probably didn't hurt that May, now an astrophysicist, was a huge sci-fi fan, and had already released the sci-fi-themed single, 39. Because of the time constraints working on their album, The Game, Queen had to fit the soundtrack into their schedule as they could. They watched some rushes of the movie, as it had been filmed to that point, then each of them went off to write their own pieces individually, as time allowed. There are only two vocal tracks on the album, the title track and another cut called Hero. In all, they produced just over 35 minutes of music for the movie, the bulk of which are brief posts and cues, which could be used as the director wished. This was in contrast to a soundtrack composer watching edits of the movie and composing specific music to accompany the action on screen. This certainly wasn't the first movie to be scored this way, and it was the only way Queen could fit the job into their crazy schedule. The production of Flash Gordon the movie was famously a zoo. De Laurentiis didn't even want to read the script, not that he had one. When the band met with him and the director to let them hear what they'd produced, Hodges declared it brilliant, while De Laurentiis said, It's very good, but it is not for my movie. The director carried the day, however, and the music went into the movie. The campiness of the music was a perfect accompaniment to the campiness on screen. Perhaps inspired by the very successful Star Wars story album, the band inserted dialogue and effects from the movie into the music before releasing the album. These were taken from the original production audio. 
George Harris, who played Prince Thun, can be heard on the album, but his voice was overdubbed for the movie. Flash Gordon isn't a masterpiece. It isn't the album you take to your friends and say, you've got to hear this. Yet it includes some exceptionally good writing and work by the band, especially by Brian May. If they had had all the time in the world, it probably would not have been any better than it is, because the movie production itself was such bedlam. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for December 8th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.